Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast. We're hosted by Kendall and Jackie. And here we talk about everything well, horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and also the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, the tropes, and new episodes are launched every Monday. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TerranovaPod. And leave a review, five stars, of course, on all platforms that you listen. And last but not least, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog, too. Cool dog. <laughs> hello. Hello. That, I feel like that was the quickest hello I've ever done before. I've never done a very <laughs> quick style. Like, hello. <laughs> ha, how you doing? <laughs> it's like hey do you have time to talk about our lord and savior Godzilla <laughs> well yes every day all the time yes I it's funny cause um who was it that wanted to do this it was you right that you were like oh you know we should do Godzilla was it you or was it me I don't remember how I think was. it was I know for sure this movie suggestion was yours but I think it was a little bit of both I think we were at one point we looked at like our calendar for everything we did last year and we were just like we didn't do really like many any monster films like creature feature types of films and i was like you're right and i think we both were like godzilla <laughs> and then you recommended this one yeah because i'm a huge godzilla nerd i mean i won't say i'm huge as other people who i've seen and met that are like knows everything and everything about godzilla i mean i know mm-hmm. my fair share and i've seen collectively not all films but most of the catalog of all Godzilla, including him, his his verses, his wacky ones, um, everything that came out of Toho Studio. I pretty much have seen, um, yeah. And this one, yeah, I recommended this one <laughs> because I was. Let me. I remember. Yeah, I asked you like, oh, which which Godzilla should we do? And then I was like, oh, have you ever seen Shin Godzilla? And then I kind of went down the list, yeah. and I was like, oh wait, I got it. My favorite one that makes me cry and Godzilla versus Destroyer from 1995. <laughs> and it does. It, to this day, it still makes me cry, that movie. Like, I still cry watching that movie. It just hurts. So yeah, it's, bitch ass it's a good one. Let's, let's hop in so we can hop in. Yes, because I'm going to go crazy. Trash talk Destroyer. I really want to go in and trash talk Destroyer. <laughs> let's do this. Um, but yes, yeah, so Godzilla versus Destroyer. 1995 you know to studio the film pretty much picks up where it left off which i believe was space godzilla and a mixture of the original 1954 film godzilla for those who may not know he is a product of nuclear radiation and you know all that fun stuff that no one likes to acknowledge but yes they had discovered and what i mean they the United Nations Godzilla uh, counter center, which they kind of watch him all the time to see what he's doing. Yeah. They discover that how Godzilla is becoming more nuclear than ever, where if they don't try to like cool him down, he's going to explode and destroy the world. And so that's happening. They're trying to figure out like, you know, why is he popping up? Why is he hanging around? Why is he destroying shit? And it's funny, in my notes, when I saw him destroying Tokyo, I was just like, eh, just another Monday for Godzilla. He's just like, eh, <laughs> gonna do a little, little splash of here, some fire here, some kick, some dust, and then I'm out later. <laughs> but yeah, and so with that, they're trying to figure out what's going on with there. And then it kind of shifts into another part of the film where you find this doctor... Uh, his name is Dr. Ijun, and he kind of wants to continue from the first film where the idea of makes, making a oxygen destroyer, in a sense, uh, where it's, it's supposed to, well, how he said it was that, oh, well, the odd atoms are supposed to like kind of like help the environment, we understand everything's going on. Uh, but those who are were around from the first film, the survivors, or who witnessed everything from Godzilla's first attack are just, are just like, no, this is dangerous. 
even the yeah. original doctor was just like no we can't do this this could be bad for us not just for not just for Godzilla but also for us and also the ecosystem and you know the reporter that was talking to him I believe her name was Humani was just like no like this is dangerous I feel like you know what about this what about that basically asking all the hard questions that no one really dares to ask in media which I was just like yeah girl do it even her yeah. boss was just like, you're going kind of in. And she was just like, am I? Am I? <laughs> oh, you can't. You have to make sure you mention, though, that she is the daughter of the original scientist. That's part of the reason she knew what she knew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then her aunt, who was there in the 1954 film, also was just like, this is bad. This is real bad. Um, But while that's happening with that whole scenario uh we kind of meet ken who's also her brother i believe mm -hmm. and he's been having this whole like thing of also following godzilla because again it is still a godzilla film even though we're talking about different things <laughs> within the film <laughs> but they're they're still trying to figure out like you know what's causing godzilla to uh, become nuclear why is his radiation rising why is he getting more heated like what's what's happening to him and Ken basically says, well, I think it's a change. I think it's that. I think it's what happened. And, you know, with the whole Space Godzilla thing and people coming in. And also the, what happened in 1954 where people came in, destroyed his island. You know, so it could be a matter of, like, what he's taking in, the nuclear, and what he's eating, what he's, like, absorbing. It's what's causing it. And that's when he kind of tells them, like, how this is actually very dangerous because if it keeps going out, he's going to have like an explosion of radiation all around not gonna just be tokyo it's gonna affect the whole world as we know it yeah so then that becomes a race of time of like oh shit now we gotta stop godzilla <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy uh so when that's happening they oh yeah micro oxygen that's that's what the doctor was talking yeah, about the machine it. yeah the micro oxygen machine that they're like it's iffy we don't want to we don't want to risk it it's dangerous because of Godzilla being on a destructive plane, still not understanding what's going on, what's causing him to do this, and the fact that, you know, it's it's like he's still changing because you know evolution is a thing with with Godzilla. He's always like mm -hmm. he's. It's funny because like he dies and then reemerges or something else and dies again and reemerges again because Godzilla has like nine lives apparently. Um, <laughs> he's always getting resurrected in some way. But because they think it's also that, the evolution part of him, that that's why he's changing. And so that's when they come together about the same. Well, you know what? If anything, we may have to consider putting in the micro-oxygen machine. Then we may have to make it to stop him. Because if we do anything else, it's going to cause more of a rift. And he's going to explode any second. It's too dangerous. Yeah. You know, we can try with a chemical approach, but that might not help either. The only thing we could think of is this. And of course, again, you still have people saying, no, we shouldn't do this. But then you have like the army and the mil military saying, like, this is our only option. We're going to have to do this. Um, so that's when they give uh, Dr. Ijun the whole, the whole job of like, okay, you told me you don't want me to make it. Now you want me to make it. All right, whatever. Fuck it. I'll do whatever I want. <laughs> That's literally how he took it. He was just like, first you said no, now you say yes, yeah. Yeah, whatever. That's exactly how he took it. Yeah. So when that's happening, they're doing experiments. Um, Godzilla's still doing, you know, his old, his, you know, daily routine of like, hey, I'm going to destroy this place just because, and then I'm going to drift all into the ocean later. Peace. Um, Dr. Ijun and his team are still experimenting on not just the micro-oxygen, but also the soil that they had saved a sample of it from the island Godzilla originally is from, from 1954 film. And from there, they discover there's some type of life form. But it goes away really fast. We're thinking, oh, maybe it's just our mind. Maybe it's just, maybe it's still being tricked with us. I don't know what's going on. Um, but they soon realize that, yes, there's a life form and shit gets real. <laughs> um, yeah. And... When that's happening, we meet another person, uh, but she has like some type of psychic link with uh, Godzilla. And we also later, if you guys have seen Godzilla films before, if not, 
Um, he has a baby, and I can't wait to ask Candela about the baby situation because I know he must have <laughs> been like, "What the fuck?" Yes, there is Junior. <laughs> Junior was also on the island with him, so they speculate that he probably probably is dead because they can't find him. Uh, I think her name is Mickey, and she's the one that kind of has a whole link with the baby and Godzilla himself. Where she was like, we have to find him, we have to find this, we have to find that. And uh, they end up do finding him. He starts emerging. The path, the destructive path that Godzilla's been taking is actually his path to find his son. I think it was really cute and sweet. And I was like, oh, Godzilla, he wants his baby back. <laughs> I didn't even consider that, but that makes perfect sense. Yeah, even they were just like, that makes sense. I'm like, well, yeah, his <laughs> baby left. He's like, where the hell's my baby? He's destroying places like a crazy mom. Like, where's my baby? <laughs> so you kind of understand why Godzilla's acting all crazy and destroying shit. He's like, do you have my baby? Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> when that's happening, uh, Dr. Asian and his team, you know, they're they're discovering that the specimen that they did find life with, with the soil broke out went into this went into the waters primarily the aquarium and then traveled all the way out to the water system and started causing destruction started yeah. destroying things trying to figure out what the hell this is and of course Adrian was just like oh my god it, it's it's the micro oxygen it, it, became, it became this you know it's a life form from the prehistoric or from the era prehistoric um era it survived due to the whole due to the whole like nuclear radiation. The same thing that affected Godzilla. Oh my god. And Yeah, it seemed like they said it was a combination of the nuclear radiation and the micro oxygen, which like the machine. It seemed like a combination of those things made that monster. Made that mm-hmm. like Yeah. Really interesting. This movie is science as fuck, which I really like. It is. <laughs> it's very science. Very and a lot of social commentary too um yes. but yeah and so with that they're just like oh my god we have to, we have to like try to stop it try to find this and they see the how it kind of evolve into like this this miniature like i, I want to say miniature in terms of like size of godzilla i mean it's definitely not miniature it's, it's freaking huge but it's <laughs> miniature for godzilla's height it was like you know medium size um and it's destroying buildings destroying this it's freezing things you know it has a mouth with a mouth which I, I forgot about <laughs> and I was just like, look at this alien reject. And so that and then Adrian kind of discovers that how like, okay, this is definitely not like the micro oxygen machine because the whole purpose of the micro oxygen machine was not to destroy. It was to destroy primarily Godzilla, owning Godzilla, but also was to preserve something as well. I forgot what he said exactly. And that's when he was like, this is a destroyer of things. This is what it is. It's, it's destroying, hence the name Destroyer. Yeah. And so that's when they kind of put their heads like, you know, what are we going to do? What's this? And then on the other side of the world, we're still dealing with Godzilla. He's still going nuclear. Now they discovered that instead of it being like months, it's going to be within a week that he's going to explode or melt down. And they're like, oh, my God, we got to do something. Otherwise, we're all going to die. And then that's when Ken remembers, like, oh, shit, my sister has been working or talking to someone about the whole micro thing and blah, blah, blah. And they're creating it. They have it. You know, Destroyer is this. Why not let them fight? Let them fight. Yeah. And, of course, it, <laughs> you know, the colonel makes me laugh. The colonel was just like, hell no. This is crazy. What the fuck? And they're like, I don't know. It could work. Let's try it. What can go wrong? Billions of people dying, buildings destroyed. That's what could go wrong. But anyway, it's for the world peace. Uh, so, Technically, yeah. So with that happening, you know, Mika is kind of given the task of like, okay, we're going to have to use Junior as a decoy to lure Destroyer and Godzilla to each other. And of course, just like, no. And even I'm watching, I'm just like, not the baby. And so they're basically like, you know, we're going to have to do this. We have to save million lives. You know, of course it hurts. It sucks. But you know what? We got to put our things aside for the world. We we have to like stop being, we can't be so sentimental about this thing. And I'm like, you're a mom. <laughs> she does it. She's just like, oh, fuck, whatever. Fine. Let's do it. 
you know, they telepathically, like her and, and another soldier telepathically, like, talks to Junior to be like, hey, let's go this way. And as they're basically changing his his course, because they're, they're, their whole course is that they're going home. Like, Junior and Godzilla, yeah. they're literally going back home. Their old island, because it was destroyed, they had to leave. And then they're like, you know, I'm going to go back home. I want to rest. I want to chill. I want to, like, you know, eat grass and chill. <laughs> And so with that, we do end up seeing Destroya coming into paths with Junior. And my heart just crushed so badly. And I was like, this is why this movie makes me cry. It's exactly why the movie makes me cry. The whole time, I'm just like, you bitch-ass Destroya. Oh, <laughs> he's fighting Junior. He hurts Junior. And I'm just like, that's the baby. Godzilla comes up. And he was just like, my baby. And then they go at it, you know, Junior is still doing his cute little thing. It was like, I'm going to help Papa. <laughs> and they're still fighting all that while Godzilla is still going into meltdown mode. <laughs> like they're freaking out. They're just like, oh, my God. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Can destroy, destroy Godzilla. But then they see how powerful <laughs> Godzilla is and they're like, oh, shit. Like, why? Why? And so with that. Then comes casualties. Junior dies in the most horrific way. And I'm just like, fucking destroyer. Um, Godzilla cries. He gets sad. He's just like, all right, I'm done. Screw this world. I'm taking you with me. He kills destroyer. But he's still melting down. They're like, what's happening? We gotta stop him. They use uh, that machine they bought. I think the, X, the, the yeah, Super X3. The Super X3. <laughs> yes, the X three. So basically, it's to it's basically the whole purpose is to freeze Godzilla from melting down, which works a bit. But then again, Godzilla is like literally super powerful. He's like a celestial being. You can't stop Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, so they try it again, which does end up working, and he does end up melting down. He doesn't destroy everything, but he does end up like decomposing while standing, and you're just like, oh my god, Godzilla's dead. Everyone's crying. Mika's crying. I'm crying. Um, and you know, I love the line where uh, the the um, phrase Yumani was just like, you know, we did it, but this is a price we're gonna have to pay heavenly for. And Doctor Ejin was just like, yes, like this is something we had to pay for at a cost. Yeah. But then it ends with like something growing. You're like, wait, is that Junior? Is that Zilla? Who knows? Until next time, to the next Godzilla film. Um, <laughs> enter Dragon Ball Z song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like next time, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> that is my summary. <laughs> good job. I know that was a lot to say, but good fucking job with it. Because yeah, this movie somehow it's all cohesive, but it's like it's a lot. But it, it, this movie it is. is really interesting. And I wonder, too, if, like, that's the actual footage of the film. Like, I'm really wondering that's the actual film. If, if that wasn't edited. Because... The version that we saw? Yeah. Like, I'm really wondering if that's the full film. I think so. Honestly. Uh, and we're, we're saying so. this in... We're saying, uh, for people listening, we're saying this in part because this film in particular was, like, when it was brought over here, it was kind of, it was edited. And they kind of took out a lot of things. They took out a lot of like commentary and stuff like that. And, you know, changed the characters, added like a random white dude. Uh, they did that for quite a few Godzilla movies, but for, I think they did that for this one as well. That's why Jackie's saying that. But I think it's, I think it's the full film. I think it's, it's the full film. Okay. Okay, cool. My baby. But yeah, so this is your first, I, this is actually my fourth or fifth time watching it. And again, every time I watch it, I cry. But this is your first time watching it, so I want to hear everything you thought about this bitch-ass destroyer, the baby, <laughs> and the whole storyline. <laughs> uh, yeah, before I get into the story, the baby, I, I, I wasn't too shocked by, uh, because I remember watching some of the older Godzilla films, which I think were probably the American ones, with like the really, really shitty puppet ones, and they had like the weird baby. They just looked really weird. Uh. <laughs> The weird black and white ones. Like, I remember seeing a few of those with my father younger days when I was younger. They used to be in, like, TV land and shit like that. So I wasn't mm -hmm. too surprised about guys that were having a baby. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing stuff like that. Uh, on top of, you know, the 900 other monsters that Godzilla fights, like Mothra and King Kong and all that stuff. 
Um, I haven't seen him in a very long time though, so I just remember pieces of stuff, but I don't remember much. So I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, the first few minutes of the movie, I was kind of like, when they see, you know, they start talking about some certain parts of Godzilla, and I was like, oh shit, is this like a sequel? Because <laughs> because uh, like, there are certain things that just seem like established like norms and known known things. So I was like, oh shit, is this like a sequel to something? Because they start, you know, they start talking about the baby, and it, but they don't like fully explain right away what who the baby is. Like they kind of mention it, but it's also kind of like, hold on, what baby? We just got here, and it's like, oh well, they're talking. They were referenced to like a past film. So I'm like, oh okay, that's that's fine. Kind of like almost like Bride of Frankenstein. Like the movie can stand on its own, but. It definitely references earlier films. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, cool. Let's see if that like becomes a problem or not. But it doesn't. That it it keeps you the whole way. It makes things pretty straightforward. All of the like storylines that are kind of converging are really interesting. It makes sense. Like at first, there was one part that I think I was a little bit a bit confused by at first was the um when they were first explaining the micro oxygen. They they were talking mm-hmm. about it a little bit. And they were talking about how like you know the scientists at first were trying to talk about how it could be useful. He was like, you know, we can make fish grow bigger if we like feed them this and, and that could help with like our population thing which is a pretty common thing that you hear about like japan about how the population is so big and they're figuring out different ways to do stuff so mm-hmm. i was like oh okay i guess this is in reference to that so that's pretty cool but then when the uh reporter and of course when she was just like you know this can be used as a weapon like you can't pretend it just can't be used as a weapon and i was like oh okay that's good to know and then they you know they reference her father and all that stuff and then then they get into like godzilla's problem so i immediately made the assumption that because they used this weapon on godzilla before that that in turn heated up the water, and that was what caused the inconsistency in Godzilla's energy. That was mm-hmm. my assumption. Um, I think I was wrong, right? Based on that, I think it's just that's pretty much how nuclear energy just acts with Godzilla. I'm guessing it was a bit. It was a mixture of that, and also whenever he never, whenever he goes near plants, it just reacts to him, and it is kind of in his genes that that's because yeah. I mean originally uh, before that you continue for those who. For those who are huge Godzilla fans, you already know the real story of Godzilla. For those who may not know, because again, the 1954 film was cut up in many pieces when it was brought here to the States because, I mean, we'll get into that later. But in the original film, he is a prehistoric dinosaur that somehow survived. And the whole aftermath of nuclear radiation and everything else, like toxins, was what made Godzilla what he was. So it's a mixture of that. And then the 1954 film, they quote unquote killed him with the micro oxygen film. But yes, that also did kind of like correlate with this new Godzilla, what we have now, that is the aftermath of that. Where it's, it's that, the nuclear, the microaggression, and everything else like in between. So yeah okay cool okay cool so i was like partly wrong and partly right that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah, cause that was kind of the assumption that i drew because i was like well it's un- godzilla is an underwater creature the land creature as well but also underwater so i assumed you know they showed you what it can do to fish so i was like oh shit maybe this is just causing like instead of just killing godzilla it's causing problems in godzilla so yeah that mm-hmm. that does make sense so thank you for clearing that up um but yeah i thought the movie was really interesting it was like super sciencey and it wasn't like scared to be sciencey but it wasn't like some like really cheap science and like where someone was like you don't understand the molecules and the formulas like it's like somebody who's like over explaining science for you to make to make themselves seem really smart like they Mm -hmm. didn't do that in this movie and i really like that they just kept it like really simple like they didn't get into like you know chemical compounds necessarily but they were just like well you know nuclear energy does this and then godzilla has nuclear energy so this is kind of the problem that's happening and if he reaches this point it will cause this kind of breakdown and i was like oh okay cool like it's simple enough for me to get it as somebody who's like not a scientist but mm-hmm. it was still like sciencey enough, and it sh- and the movie didn't mind explaining things like that, which I thought was really cool, uh, mm-hmm. or even just showing it, like how they showed how the micro oxygen worked on that fish, when when like you, they were first getting into like the tiny tiny destroyers, the like really really small ones, and they basically were like, oh no, this life form that was alive on Godzilla's island has now evolved in part because of the micro oxygen, which is why it has the ability to basically be immune to it, and it's just killing other things. I was like, oh oh <laughs> so we so humans have created another problem because you made godzilla and then now you made something worse than godzilla like godzilla doesn't necessarily have like evil intentions but this thing clearly just wants to kill uh the destroyer mm-hmm. specifically so i was like oh this is this is really cool so yeah i really enjoyed it man the movie was like really good from beginning to end i liked all the characters there are a lot of things i love to highlight about it one thing that really stood out to me as well was that you know usually movies like this where it's kind of like man versus nature in some way Mm-hmm. You usually get like kind of that asshole guy who just doesn't want to listen to anybody, you know, 
like mm-hmm. whether it's somebody yeah. in like a high political office or something you usually get that one guy who's just like fuck that plan let's do this instead like this movie didn't have that and i'm guessing that's probably in part because it may be the reflection of the culture they were trying to show us like because the people in this movie actually work together which was really interesting and that was just really dope like it was really cool because that wasn't like a conflict throughout the movie that could have very easily been a conflict that derailed the entire story but the film was basically like no we we have a cohesive team of people who are going to work on this. They have problems, but they're going to work on this and they're not going to just like argue for the sake of arguing because there are enough problems in this film to address. And I really thought that was really, really brilliant, honestly. That was really awesome. And I kind of would like to see more movies like that. But yeah, I have nothing but like glowing things to say about this movie. It was really good. Yes, that's the only thing that the American version always fucking does. Always in the Godzilla films. And again... I've already seen three good, decent, Americanized Godzilla films, which is in 2014. When I, I believe it was 2014. I can't forget what year that came out. King of Monsters and then Godzilla vs. Kong, mm-hmm. which we could have seen more Godzilla. I'm just saying, we could have seen more Mega Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, we could have. But I yeah, it it, right. but it's true. Like, nothing, nothing beats the original Toho films. Like, Toho films... Again, the whole premise of Godzilla is way much deeper than a monster film than how we see it. Um, it's it's very it's a very personal film for them for Japan, very personal. And when you get into the whole deepness of like what Godzilla really represents, what the film really is about, you know, you get to have that whole sense of like, well, shit, <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't think that. Stop being around the bush, Jackie. Tell the people where Godzilla <laughs> came from. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> so, I mean, because I didn't find this out until, like, probably when I first started watching his versus films, like Godzilla vs. Mothra, Rodan, uh, King Jidori, um, who's also a bitch asshole, just saying. <laughs> um, but he's my guy. I love King Jidori. And I didn't find out until later on that Godzilla is actually an allegory of the aftermath of the uh atomic nuclear bombs that happened with you know Hiroshima and Nagasaki yeah Godzilla represents the fear of long-term effects that apparently at the time when World War II finally ceased you know it ended uh over here in the states like always and I don't care who comes at me I don't care always they the U.S. always likes to censor what gets said about certain uh, 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 events and apparently that happened where they blacklisted a lot of things of the aftermath of what they did in Japan with the nuclear you know, testing and, and bombing you know disease um, uh, what is it like deformity with newborns and whatnot and yeah that's Jap- everything and Japan still, to this day, there's still, still is a sensitive topic for them. And of course, respectfully so, it makes sense, of course. And they still didn't really have an outlet to really talk about it, to really discuss it. There are times when it won't be talked about, but then it would be like, shh, no, shh, don't talk about that, shh. You know, and that's when mm-hmm. Godzilla was born. You know, that's just kind of how it came out to be. Um, you know, Ishi Honda, who was the director of the first film, who also witnessed what happened in World War II because he was a veteran. Um, he was just like, we need a film that expresses how we felt about that. This is our real fear. And, you know, I'm sure people are just like, well, you're a horror podcast. Why are you doing Godzilla? It's a monster film. Here in the States, it's a monster film. But in Japan, it's a real horror film. That's horrific for them. That's scary to them. Because it's based on a real thing that happened. And yeah. that's why he wanted it. That's what that's like what Godzilla intended to be. It tended to be a horror film of the true aftermath of what these things can do. Godzilla is a, a monster of, destruct, of destruction that has you know, an atomic nuclear you know, creation. He's a weapon. You know, he destroys. Sometimes he can't control it, but he's also a victim of it because he was created that way without consent. He didn't ask for that. Yeah. And so he's continuously always dying in every film because of how much nuclear, you know, toxins are in his blood, his body, all that stuff. And 
it does hurt him and kills him. And yeah, that's that's basically what the real premise of Godzilla is. And like I said, when the first film was brought over here, it was censored. It was it was changed dramatically. They took out all the politicalness of the first film that was first shown in Japan and brought over here because again, Americans didn't want to like as they said in an article I read the how they were trying to protect their eyes and morals and they're like oh we don't want you to know but no like you shouldn't do that but you should tell them the truth that how like this is what happened we did horrible things even in the uh even in the 90s one that no one talks about the 1991 film Godzilla film they try to do that try to rewrite it as in well Godzilla is you know a prehistoric creature he's the aftermath of a nuclear thing but they changed Mm -hmm. it from Japan to France because again, they don't want to acknowledge the true trauma that happened, and it's just it's, oh yeah, they said like so France is the one that dropped the bomb instead of America. Yeah, no, America dropped yeah. the bomb. France, it's it's a no. It's I mean, like, like they, didn't they say that France were the ones who dropped the atomic bomb in that movie instead of America? Like that was basically that way. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because they didn't want to acknowledge that how it was their fault. Godzilla is their creation, and they just didn't want to acknowledge it. And it's so fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. It adds a lot of complexity to the character. Um, some of this stuff I knew about Godzilla, you know, prior to this episode, some things I didn't. Um, I knew a little bit about that, like about character being a reference to that. Um, so that was that that was really interesting. I didn't know about some of the aspects of just even like the visual parts of Godzilla. Like it's it's Godzilla's look was based on like in part how some of the people who were affected by those weapons like looked and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like. Oh, I was like, wow, that's a, that's really, <laughs> that, that's insane. That's, that's crazy to even consider. Um, yeah, some of those things I definitely knew, for, I knew for sure. Just some of those things I didn't, but yeah, it, it getting over here, you know, me and you talk about the foreign film versus American film a lot. Cause uh, you know, a lot of times I me, mean, I feel like the, in my personal, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like our personal criticism of American films sometimes tends to be that there doesn't always need to be a happy ending. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't always have to be that. I feel like that's always been our biggest criticism of it more than anything else. Oh, uh, yeah. and even if it's not a happy ending, like you could still have like a message of some sort that's like insightful or just like interesting, uh, and get, and gives the film more than just like oh here's this goofy monster thing. Um, and even this film does a good job at that. Like it, it doesn't. It's not the whole movie isn't like. Granted, I haven't seen the very very original the fifty one fifties one in a long time, but this one does a good job of like painting the picture of like hey these people have kind of learned to live with Godzilla. They accepted that he's like a part of their existence now. It's like it's pretty much like, oh, we're not even going to just try to kill it anymore. <laughs> this this thing just lives with us now. We kind of figure out how to live with it, uh, which is why we monitor it. And that I thought that was really interesting. And it it the movie definitely does have that a- angle though of like, well, not even just that war is bad, but like this kind of energy is dangerous, and it seems like it's kind of dangerous no matter who is using it. Like, the film mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily screaming, oh, the Americans are the reason why we're here, which they could have very easily did. Uh, the movie definitely seems the more so be screaming, like, well, this is a problem, and this should be concerning for, like, kind of everyone, not just us, but this is how we're dealing with it at the moment. And uh, that, that cultural thing that we were, I was just kind of mentioning about how the movie has more so people working together versus trying to fight as individuals um, kind of reminded me of a point that... uh that Marissa Marissa made when she came on for the rec episode she was she was saying there's some aspects of that film religious aspects of that film that probably wouldn't work as well in America because they're just different and I think that's mm-hmm. probably why they work together in that movie versus like where American one where everyone's probably trying to fight on their own because America you know has a really strong individual individualism problem whereas in Japan like I'm sure there are people you know trying to do their own thing but they kind of they probably know obviously not all but for the, for this movie they know how to like you know buckle down and work together when it's really necessary Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really interesting considering like the subject matter and how the movie is political, even though it doesn't seem like it's political. And it always makes me laugh. Me seeing that even in an article where the guy was like, oh, art is political. And I just laughed because I was like, yeah, that shit is true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything is everything you watch, everything you, you fucking partake in, any form of media you partake in ha- or art has a message of some sort, good or bad from your perspective. But they have a message, you know, um, yeah. and I remember even having that conversation with my brother a while back. I was talking with him and my nephews about like Marvel stuff because you know they they're younger, so I like superhero stuff too. But they're younger, so we were just all joking about it in the car, and he was like, 
which superhero do you think is the strongest out of the the Avengers? And I was like, oh, um, Captain Marvel. I think she's the strongest out of the whole group. And he was like, really, dude? I think you're only saying that. And like, I'm not trying to roast my brother, but he was just like, I think you're trying to, you're just saying that because like they tried to make her seem stronger. And I'm like, dude, I'm just going based off what they showed me. Like, I don't know why you're trying to act like this shit doesn't have a message. If the message is girls are stronger, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but like... Mm-hmm. You can't pretend that like, and I remember him saying notably, he was like, I don't like that things try to tell me what to think. And I was like, then you need to not partake in any form of media because every form of media tells you how to feel about something, whether it's good should be bad or bad should be good. Like there's always a message of some sort. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned Marvel because for those who may not know, the Hulk came out of the aftermath of Vietnam, of Vietnam War. That was the aftermath of that. Oh, wow. That's. Yeah, Stanley made the character of also nuclear weapons experiments. That's what he based the Hulk on. The Hulk was the aftermath of that. That is true. Yeah. So for those who don't know that, now you know. <laughs> yeah, I never even knew that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's true. It, it kind of reminds me of when we did Child's Play. You know, when we're talking about the social commentary aspect of Child's Play, which a lot of us didn't. I mean, a lot of people don't realize how it's like, like Amira mentioned, you may think you're just watching a movie about a killer dog doing some shenanigans, but it does have a social commentary aspect of consumerism. And every film has that. And it's true. And with Godzilla, yeah. I mean, Godzilla's been around for many years, many years. I believe the last film Toho has done was Shin Godzilla, which also was a very social commentary film of also nuclear and all this. It's a lot. And it's also a good independent film. So for those who have not seen Shin Godzilla, I really highly recommend you guys watch Shin Godzilla. Like, it's a really good film. We were supposed to get a sequel of that, but we never did. I think that was the last film Toho Studios has ever did in terms of Godzilla. Oh. Um, and that came out, I believe, 2015? i think i don't remember exactly but yeah and godzilla has been evolved many times again his his weird movies where he's fighting like space godzilla mecha godzilla (laughs) you know even when he's fighting like you know king kong or gamora um i forgot his name but the turtle monster he fights to at one point uh He fights Ultraman apparently at one point. Like <laughs> that Godzilla's fighting everybody. And it's just like, damn, it's like has no one ever stopped to ask Godzilla if he's okay? Like, hey man, you okay? Like Godzilla's in that universe. Like you okay? <laughs> and it, and it's funny because um it's funny because I mean, yeah, Godzilla is a monster and is also like a horror type of creature as well for a lot of people, primarily in Japan. And again, respectfully you must understand why that's horrific for them, for those who are listening to us. Um, but I, I feel like his character always changes where he becomes just a destroyer, but he's also a protector of man because he is the product. Like, uh, and I'm going to say it, like, eco-terrorism. That's basically what he's a product of. That's Yeah, that's what it is. This, this does feel like a climate change movie as well. Like, it's not just nuclear weapons. It feels like climate change as well is a big part of this character. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes when he emerges, it's not because he's, like, trying to stop bitches. It's because bitches are messing up the world. And his land, he's just <laughs> like, oh, here we go. Let me get up. Let me put on, like, you know, my, my, my gear. And let me punch some bitches. Like, leave my planet alone. Like, Godzilla is a badass Mother Nature that if she For was sure. in real form, it's, it's Godzilla. Godzilla is Mother Nature. <laughs> He was just Probably. like, oh, I heard you're, like, destroying this planet. Oh, I'm going to get you now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> that is so true. That is so fucking true. Yeah. Even in the cartoon. I mean, and for those, for those who don't remember... Oh, I about the cartoon. I used to love the cartoon. And Kazuki... That was my shit. <laughs> that was my shit. Yeah. I forgot um, all about that. But even in the cartoon, you know, there's three kids... You know, whenever they were in danger or something was harming the island or harming the world or some type of disaster, they will always go and get Godzilla and be like, we need Godzilla to help us. And Godzilla kind of like was like an anti-hero. And he, he really is. Godzilla mm-hmm. is an anti-hero or like a vigilante in some in some way where he'll, he'll save you if he feels like it, if he feels <laughs> it's necessary. But if you are threatening 
his civilization, his world, he's going to come up and be like, all right, who am I fighting? Who am I ki- kicking ass with? Like, who is it? <laughs> and I yeah. think that's the cool part of Godzilla, that he's not so much like, oh, my God. Like, he did kind of change from, like, yeah, something terrifying to, like, man, that's just my homie Godzilla, man. He's just chilling, saving the planet whenever he wants. You know, he's cool. Cool people. I, th- I think that's, like, really cool, though, because that's, like, an interesting way to kind of talk about dealing with nature changing. Mm-hmm. Like that's really really cool because like even in this movie, right? When Godzilla appears in like what the first five minutes of the movie, he's like wrecking Tokyo, and as you said, you're like, oh, it's another Monday. But like the people's reaction to it, the people who like work in these high level like government and positions and all that stuff, they're all like, hold on, what's wrong? Like Godzilla doesn't just do this. Like something must be wrong, and which is like a way more sympathetic approach than you would normally expect to see like a giant fucking lizard destroying your town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would think everyone's like, get the nukes, but it's like, clearly they're like, okay, they're like this movie, this movie comfortably leans on its past. Like, it's like, okay, yo, we're not going to pretend that we just going to go out here and shoot Godzilla. That shit has never worked. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> knowing that <laughs> what is actually wrong here and how can we get Godzilla to calm down? And that's like the approach, the entire movie. So much so that when they come to the conclusion that Destroyer could kill Godzilla, half the people there were like, why? Almost like, why do why would we kill Godzilla? Like, Godzilla, like they were just like, Godzilla wasn't really a problem. Like, we don't really want to have to kill it. And, and mm-hmm. then they're just like, well, he's going he's gonna to possibly destroy the world. So, like, I don't want to kill it either, but this might be the only solution to, like, save civilization. And people were kind of like, okay, whatever, let's do it. But, you know, when push comes to shove and that moment actually arrives and as a re- reporter said, like we did this shit, but it came at a cost. And it seems like the cost in some ways is like the people losing Godzilla. It's almost like mm-hmm. they've accepted him as like a part of them in like a really mm-hmm. weird way. And it is yeah. it's people just like, oh, shit, like this is like we didn't want to have to do this, but this was literally the best possible solution. And we hope we didn't like, you know, I guess you could say disturb the force <laughs> by doing this. But mm-hmm. this seems like our best. This seems like the best course of action, and I thought that was really cool because you know, and I always like to say this, but most movies you see a giant fucking creature approach, you're like, it's time to start shooting. Like it could be Godzilla Part Thirty, and people were like, <laughs> time to get the AKs, Godzilla outside. But these people were like, nah, that shit ain't gonna work. And clearly, um, Godzilla's acting outside of his outside of character. So like, let's figure out what the problem is here. And I just really appreciate that from like a viewer standpoint <laughs> to find a different solution to the problem. Yeah, I mean, that's how he is in every film. Whenever there's, like, another, like... When you know it's a versus film, and again, I've seen a lot of his versus films. Same. That's always the same dialogue in every film. They're like, Godzilla's acting rampage! What's going on? Yeah. And then they figure out, it's like, it's the creature from space, or, like, it's Mega Godzilla, or, like, it's Rodan, or it's Kijidori, or it's, it's just Mothra. <laughs> it's something. Uh, you know, it's something. These, these dudes, <laughs> even with Mothra, it's funny, because... With Mothra, it cracks me up because sometimes he's just like, why are you here? And then he would be like, hey, what's up? You want to go on a date? And she's just like, I don't know. I'm kind of busy, you know, <laughs> saving the world, but also destroying it. I don't know. Maybe Friday. Mm, I'll see if I die or not. <laughs> cracks me with Mothra. Uh, but yeah, and even in the Americanized version, you know, Kong versus Godzilla, even in that film, they also noticed he was acting kind of erratic. And they were like, something's going on. This isn't how he usually acts. What's happening this when you find out they're making Megazilla? And he was just like, oh, hell no. Another of me? No. <laughs> like, it could only be only one. And also, he knew. Uh, again, because Godzilla always knows, too, when they're trying to use him. And he know he's not stupid. <laughs> Godzilla's very smart. He knows when they're trying to use him. He was just like, nah. I'm not helping you. Like I don't that. care how much rubies you give me. I don't. I don't want any of that. I, nope. 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 And I just. I just love that bugger. He's like lawless. He <laughs> like, can't tell me to do anything. Mothra is the only one who could tell me to do shit, and that's it. Godzilla <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally has a yolo atti- attitude about everything. It's like, ah, yeah. fuck your buildings. I need to find the thing I'm looking for. Ah, uh, 900 people dead, guys. It was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just looking for something. Why were they there? It's like, well, damn. Which, it's like you said, it's basically nature. Um, Godzilla is a force of nature. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty much like things happen and it's like nobody really goes, 
well, yeah, Godzilla killed a thousand people, kind of like a hurricane. But the difference is, his hurricane has a physical form, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. Godzilla. Like he's supposed to be, the, you know, the physical form of basically a nuclear bomb. And I, I like that he's like, he's kind of like a constant reminder of their mistake. Not necessarily mm-hmm. Japan, but like almost like the world's mistake. Because yeah. as I said, the film doesn't necessarily blame America. It's not like every Godzilla film is like fucking Americans. If they didn't drop that atom bomb, we would never be here. Like the movies don't take that approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it feels more like the movie takes more of a, a world approach of like, see, this is the kind of problem that you can create if you keep playing around with this type of shit. And I kind of, I actually kind of like that approach. Yeah. I mean, you see that too in here with Destroya. When they realize Destroya is kind of a chaotic part of what's happening. Because again, Godzilla yeah. was kind of going a rampage because he was looking for his son. You know, they thought his son was dead. He probably thought his son was dead, too. But I guess he knew, like, oh, shit, he's alive. I got to find him. And I'm sure his son was also, like, swimming around trying to find him as well. And then because Destroyer was the very thing they needed to stop Godzilla, that's when they were like, well, how about we just put two and two together and see what happens? And, of course, they're like, it's not going to work. He's never going to want. He's he's not he's going to care about that. He cares about his son. And that's when the whole conversation came to be, well, like, well, then we're going to have to use Junior as bait. And that, too, made everyone go, like, what? Like, what? And, you know, they were like, listen, like, I don't want things to happen to him either. But we have to save people. We have to, you know, save everything. And, and, And that, too, like, Godzilla was on a mission just to find his kid. He didn't care nothing about Destroyer. He didn't give a shit about what was happening. He was like, oh, word, I'm going to die within a week. Oh, well, I got to find my son. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and they they turned it into something because they needed something. They were like, okay, well, we got to kill Destroyer. We can't do anything. We got to stop Godzilla. We can't do anything, so let's just let them fight. Let's just, let's just instigate a fight. That's basically what they did. <laughs> they instigated a fight. That's exactly what they did, and I ain't going to lie to you. I was wondering for a while. I was like, hold up, but what happens if Destroyer just straight up killed Godzilla? Now I got to deal with Destroyer. Because <laughs> Godzilla was a lot more peaceful, but Destroyer was about nothing but chaos. Like, he had all the mini Destroyers, and them motherfuckers did, like, a fusion dance and became a giant Destroyer. Like, it was, like, mad fucking Destroyers. I was like, yo, if Godzilla wasn't around, like, if Destroyer just popped up by on its own, they'd be fucked. You look at all the effort it took them to kill just one. It took, like, six dudes with flamethrowers focused on one just to kill it. Like they would oh my be God, when that happened, to do with yo, when that happened, I was like, yes, kill it with fire. That's how you kill bugs. You kill it with fire. <laughs> that's what Destroyer looked. Destroyer looked, I mean, yeah, Destroyer was like a microorganism that, that, you know, freaking digivolved into what he was. Pretty much. And I was just like, look at this, you know, again, this is going to be roasting him because, again, I can never forgive Destroyer for killing Junior. I can never forgive him for doing that. <laughs> but the whole time I was like, look at this crab looking bitch ass alien reject creature <laughs> like get out of here get out of here <sighs> yeah i felt the same because junior put up a little bit of a fight but after a while it was like oh this is too much you get junior ain't gonna make it he dropped him man he picked he was such a bitch man he was just like oh i can't defeat <laughs> godzilla so let me take his son and kill his son <laughs> i'm like wow really you're that pathetic that you're gonna pick on a baby <laughs> Like the baby was, the baby was already hurt because the story already stabbed it with his mouth within a mouth and feeding <laughs> him like freaking micro oxygen in his body. Like, hey, you're gonna die. And you know, Godzilla's up there, like, hey, you okay? And Junior's just like, he stabbed me, dad. And he was just like, okay, I got you when they were talking to each other. <laughs> they were like, they were like, rawr, rawr. that was so cute though when they were talking. I was like, oh, this was gonna smack that. Bitch. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I was, yo, that whole fight, I was like, yo, this reminds me of Power Rangers so much. Had, like the kaiju battles, and I know it was so much. Power Rangers is totally inspired by like kaiju battles, like straight up. Uh, so much so that I believe all of the original. I was watching something about Power Rangers a while back, and it was really interesting. Like the dude who bought it, uh, Sabin, the company, they like bought the rights mm-hmm. to it, but they used all of the footage from like the Japanese airing of the show. Yeah, they did. And pretty much just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, they pre- they used that for all the fight scenes, and then they pretty much like just threw in American actors for all the scenes that they weren't in costume, which was like really funny. But I was like, yo, this shit mm-hmm. looks so much like Power Rangers. Like, I was like, yo, this is like somebody a little kid holding like a Godzilla action figure. 
with a destroyer action figure, mm-hmm. and he just had them clashing because it looked just like that. Even the the headquarters that the the government was using to like monitor the situation, that shit looked like the headquarters from like Power Rangers, where it was Zordon would be. <laughs> it looked exactly the same. I was like, oh man, it's like a straight rip, Power Ranger straight up just ripped this whole shit. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, it was wild, but. Ugh fucking junior man he tried his best he gave him a little like he gave him his own like little small little blast similar to like Godzilla yeah. and they were like yeah he did it and then you know got the uh, freaking destroyer picked him up he was just like if I can't destroy your dad I'm gonna kill you then ha 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 like freaking flew <laughs> him in the air and then dropped him on a building I'm just like yo you was such a bitch like really <laughs> Like, really, you ran away from Godzilla, and it was just like, well, I'm going to kill your son. <laughs> I'm like, dude, really? Because you can't handle him? <sighs> bitch-ass destroyer. That is a bitch. <laughs> he is a bitch. That's, that's what it gets for being like a crab, insect, conglomerate of shit. Like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he is. Freaking kill Junior. And I was like, not Junior. And it was so solid. He died and Godzilla was freaking out. Mickey was just like, Godzilla's crying. I'm like, so am I, Mickey. So am I. I'm crying as well. <laughs> We're all and crying he, inside. Yeah. And then he finally killed Destroyer. And then Destroyer was just like, I'm not dead. And he was just like, oh, God, you again. And killed him for real, for real. And then he was like giving some type of radiation life to Junior to keep him alive. And I was like, hoo, 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 Godzilla has a heart. Uh, that movie makes me cry so much. Fucking destroy it. Yeah, movie's crazy. Bitch ass. It was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. It was like, thinking about mm-hmm. it. It was like, it was, yeah, it's, it's a lot, but it was like really insightful. They kind of like, they're working to get rid of one problem and accidentally created a new problem. And then a new problem is worse than the old problem they had, which is already Godzilla. And it's, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it definitely felt like everything. It felt like a combination of everything. It's a monster film. It's kind of a commentary on climate change. It's, it's a little bit of everything. And I, honestly, I don't even know how they rebuild that shit. How do you rebuild a place where every, every other month a monster just comes through and fucking destroys everything? <laughs> how do you Dragon rebuild balls. that? Yeah, Dragon Ball, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced that they do do that. And probably... Probably Godzilla lays Dragon Balls. I don't know. I don't know what Godzilla does sometimes. He has a child. We don't know where they came from. No, we do know where it came from. But still, he has a baby. He has a whole island of monsters that worships him because he's a kingdom monster. He probably has Dragon Balls and rubies. For all we know. Probably. So he probably got Dragon Balls and they were like, Godzilla, please grant us our wish. It's like Shenron. That's fucking hilarious. You give Godzilla some rubies. He's like, Godzilla, grant us three wishes. <laughs> Please restore our island. Please restore our home. He's just like, all right. You ask for it. Like Shenron. Fucking Shenron. I love Shenron. Yeah, Shenron. Shenron also doesn't give a damn about your life. He's just like, I don't care what you want. It's what you wish for. Shenron always tells you, use your words correctly. If you say you want a car, I'm going to give you a car. You don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a car. And if you're like, this is what I want, it's what you ask for. Peace. Bye. You use up your wishes later. <laughs> <laughs> See you in seven years. <laughs> Word. Enron is crazy. <sighs> probably, probably based on Godzilla, too. Godzilla do that shit. He's like, oh, yeah? Okay, here you got. This is what I asked for. It's what you want. Peace. Back in the ocean. See you in seven years. <laughs> See you in seven years? seven years until the world's in collapse and he goes and swims in the water like later i'm gonna sleep i'm gonna go to sleep <clears throat> that, that feels accurate <laughs> but yeah but uh Godzilla, man such a good film and yeah again like he's been around for so many years like 2021 we saw him again in Godzilla vs Khan. like Godzilla's never gonna go away yeah. that's why i love about Godzilla too is that he could be evolved he could be changed but it's always the same thing. It's always the same message for Godzilla and that hasn't been changed. And I like that. And um, yeah, it's not just a silly monster film. I remember that was a thing too. I think that's why the first film didn't do well when it came here to the States. Because again, it, they changed it all. And the Americans just saw that as an, oh, it's just a funny monster film, whatever. And I remember when the first 
the first decent remake came out, which you know what? I'm gonna look up a date for that because I don't remember what what day that came out. That date for the mm-hmm. the remake, but when that one first came out in the states, they were really scared it wasn't gonna make any numbers because they were like, "Well, America's not gonna understand monster films; they're not gonna like it." Which I mean, they were surprised that it actually did good, and it was like it did good numbers. Um, ah, no, like they were like. Oh wow, it actually did good. I didn't know that. And Godzilla can be successful here. It's just the way you deliver it and the way you create the film. Because if you're just gonna do it for shits and giggles, like, you know, the the two the ninety nine one that no one talks about, <clears throat> it's not gonna do good. People are gonna see it no. as in just being weird and like what the hell is this? Yeah, and I don't know. I think monster films still work. I think to this day they still work. It's always just like how do you treat the monster? More than anything else. Like, mm-hmm. do you make the monster a joke? I think it is kind of a joke. I think... <laughs> so many things, I think. Uh, I think it's like it's weird. Well, not even just weird. It's inappropriate. Like, we need to stop making movies where we take, like, foreign movies and then just gra- add, like, a random white person in it. And they're just like, okay, here's this random white person that's quote-unquote American visiting this other culture. Let's see how we look at it as an outsider. We just need to stop doing that. That's just dumb. Because yeah. uh, a movie even like this can still work in America. Like, whether you like subtitles or not, that's a whole nother conversation. But a movie like this can still work o- over here in America, even without you feeling the same level of, like, devastation that, like, Japan had when they experienced that historical event. Like, America mm-hmm. didn't have to go through that. Like, no one dropped a bomb, an atom bomb on us like that. But just having some level of empathy is not hard to watch this movie and, and understand enough to be like you know what yeah maybe man does need to do better because that's really the message of the movie it's mm-hmm. like man needs to do better man needs to do better so that they don't keep creating problems like this because every time you create a problem like this it just gets worse whether it's another godzilla or a destroyer or a moth or whatever you make it it just makes worse better, worse problems and that's the true message so i don't for them to take the original film and go okay we need to chop this up to make it more palatable for americans that's always been a problem over here in this country in particular um, we, we've always done that. I think we need to stop doing that. Like, everybody lives here. Just act like it. <laughs> like, we have Japanese people in America. Just act mm-hmm. like it. Like, they live here as well. Mm-hmm. Put the damn movie in theaters. If you need to subtitle it, subtitle it. Um, should I watch it dubbed? And I was even kind of like, well, I hope I don't miss the full context of some of the text because it's dubbed. I'm um, sure I did. But I, 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 it seemed like they did a halfway decent um, job translating it. So I'll take it. But... Yeah, it's just like we need to stop doing that with films. Like you can't just like throw a random white person. In it. I don't even care if you throw a random black person in it and was like, okay, cool, this is the everyday American experiencing this culture. That's unnecessary because then I just add so much, so many more things you need to do to the movie to make all this shit make sense. Mm-hmm. It, and sometimes it feels like you take the character that's not a part of the culture just to wink back at the viewer to go, isn't this shit strange? Like that. <laughs> that's not yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. Like, and how many horror movies do that? Cause Godzilla is horror. As you just said, like how many horror movies do that? Where it's just like, I don't know, a random white group of friends or some shit just goes to like visit Ecuador or some shit. And then they experience some creature that they've never heard of because they apparently have no cultural knowledge of anything outside of fucking Hillary Duff. So like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> like how many movies do we already have like that why would you then take a monster film and then turn it into that and then now it's like godzilla is this japanese thing we can't understand where it's like dude it's a fucking monster like we don't need tra- we don't even need translation to understand that a fucking scaly spiked monster that can somehow shoot hyper beams without recharging just comes walking over the fucking land like you don't need like a translation for that mm-hmm. uh so they, they uh them doing that was like really stupid i could see why people didn't take it seriously especially since you know audiences get really used to the types of shit that you show them which is why i think in a lot of ways horror is having a resurgence now because all the people who probably didn't care for the genre before and never thought much about it looking at it like holy shit this is like a really interesting device for telling stories like just do that tell a unique story and this is a unique story you, you don't need to whitewash it as people say or oh, just create some weird bridge to bridge the gap there's fucking human beings in this movie they aren't just like aliens talking it's not like this is transformers like a live action transformers movie where it's just optimus and megatron which i think that would actually be better than the transformer movies they made but that's just that's just me saying like i don't think you always need to add somebody who quote unquote what you think looks like the viewer to make them connect to the characters like i don't think that's necessary yeah i agree i mean again like 
<clears throat> I keep going back to the 20, it, it, it did come out in 2014, the Godzilla film. And the reason why I keep going back to that, because again, it was like, it was with, I think, believe, I believe it did work with Toho Studios with, with that film, particularly, um, to try mm-hmm. to market it over here. And they did try that. Was it too much human interaction and too much like human emotions? Yes, it was too much. And of course, I'm sure someone be like, well, I mean, doesn't the other films have that too? Yeah, in this film, you do see it, but they make it about Godzilla and Destroyer. They don't make it about themselves. They make it about them. It's about them. This is about them pausing, causing a threat, trying to make balance versus the other films where it's just like, hey, we're doing this. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. And it's just like, what? <laughs> and it's like, what? Um, and yeah, you're right. It can work. And it should work. And you know, I do hope that we do get another film out of Toho Studios, particularly like Shin Godzilla, such a great film. That's the reason why I love Godzilla film. It's not just because of his epic fights. I mean, he does be happy having epic fights. Yeah, them battles is lit. Yeah, but it's the message. It is it's the message about it. It's the whole like metaphor of what Godzilla stands for, why he is the way he is. You know, his motive of destroying is not because well i'm gonna do it because it's a monday i mean sometimes yes but sometimes it is because something is either threatening him or his environment and so he's gonna basically attack whatever that is whether it's human creation like mega godzilla uh or even king jador well king jador is from space but still um <laughs> space invading earth earth is godzilla's turf <laughs> yeah oh that rhymed <laughs> word oh <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah whatever is is, is a threatening his environment he's gonna fight for it and that's what i like about godzilla you know because again like he is an anti-hero he is a creation of man's biggest downfall which was the event that happened not just that but also various events that happened in japan as well that was due to you know the nuclear war stuff and that's still a hot topic even today um yeah it should be with us um but yeah and that that's that's kind of why i like it and i feel like that should not be erased at all you know it, it's kind of rude to erase that and i mean th- these recent films like the, the whole the new godzilla franchise they do mention that a lot but not as heavenly as it did in the original film and i feel like it's kind of a disservice to erase that and quote unquote whitewash it and quote unquote censor it because like oh we don't want to do no like listen we have to rip the band-aid we need to rip it we need to rip it off and we need to <laughs> probe it explore it and it's gonna take many years but finally heal from it however long it takes but it needs to be talked about it needs to be probed it needs to be picked on because otherwise, it's going to be a vicious cycle like every Godzilla film is. It does not go away. You know, it's a reminder every time. You know, like you said, it's not in your face about it, but it's still there. I feel like until Word. that happens for here, if it ever gets another American film, I do hope that that, that does get mentioned more so. And people be like, huh, I finally get the film. I get what they're trying to say versus like, that was a good monster film. Like it's so much more to it. It's so much a deeper layer. To it. Yeah. And to, to add on to your point, I feel like literally both can exist. Right. Like, mm-hmm. do I think the super serious, or not even super serious, but the one that like, like a Godzilla film like this, like, would it be maybe appealing to like, I don't know, an eight year old kid who just wants to see a Kaiju battle. Probably not, but that's fine. We can still have like the, uh, the Kong versus Godzilla one that we do have where that, that movie was like kind of basically just like an epic kaiju battle, which is cool. I'm totally fine with that. That's why I watch Pacific Rim. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I watch Pacific yeah. Rim for that, very re- for that very reason. Like that movie is pretty much like it, it, like it tries to have a little bit of commentary, but honestly not much. And it's just like, hey, here's just like really epic ass kaiju battle with these fucking crazy ass monsters. And then here's a world where like humans are prepared for those battles. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's I'll watch that, and I'll watch that shit in like, without even saying much. I'm like, I'm in there day one, and Pacific Rim isn't like super crazy serious. So like, we can totally live in a world where both Godzilla films exist, uh, and and we kind of do. It's just uh, 
<laughs> we just we need to stop remaking films or changing films just because there's not like not not like a white lead in there or something which seems to be the mm-hmm. case even like with the recent godzilla like i i love what's her name millie what's her name millie brown oh bobby something some shit yeah the girl who played 11 in stranger things like i like her she's yeah great. millie bobby she's brown really, yeah she's a really great up-and-coming actress and everything i like her but i'm like uh did i sign up for a godzilla film because i want to see a star actor no Nope. I signed up for a Godzilla film because all of the events that happen around Godzilla would make this film really interesting. I don't know none of the actors or actresses who are in this film, but this movie is still entertaining and still gets its point across. And yeah, that's 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 the important part more than anything else. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that kind of goes back to and a lot of again, a lot of, I, I've I've seen a lot of reviews from the Godzilla films who are diehard Godzilla films, and they all said it. They were like, nothing beats the original. You know, the remakes, they're good for what they are. It's just it's too much, like, human emotion about their lives versus what's going on with the environment. Like, Godzilla and, and all the stuff that he has to go through. And I would like to see more of that. And that, that's, that's kind of why I appreciate the Khan movie, too, because they show indigenous people. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, finally. <laughs> you know? But, yeah, it's, movie's great. That's all I really got to say about it. Go Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I actually wrote that. I, was, I remember I, I texted you and I was like, whenever, he, whenever Destroyer pops up and kills Junior, that's when I was like, yeah, Godzilla, kill them bitches. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm that person. Whenever something happens to Junior, I'm just like, man, fuck him all, Godzilla. Just kill them all. Burn them with fire. Um, <laughs> Bitch ass Destroyer. I hate that hoe. Uh, anyway. <laughs> have so much anger for the story kill the baby um but yes anyway i'm glad you liked the movie i really do i'm happy i was like yeah he probably watched it he liked it yeah it was dope it was dope yes we definitely have to add more Godzilla films to this podcast so definitely stay tuned for that because there's so many so many <laughs> um uh but yeah and Again, if you have not seen this film, you have to watch it. Again, it might make you cry. It might not. It might make you pissed off like I do. Let me know, please. <laughs> we could talk about how much we hate Destroyer. Yeah. Anything, anything else you want to add? Uh, I'm all good. Thank you for recommending this one, Jackie. This is a dope one. And I'm good, man. I'm ready to get up out of here. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes. And with that, I would say, ooh, you go goodbye. Bye.